0: The following audio is from The Springs Church. More information about The Springs Church is available at thesprings.cc. Well, good morning. good morning. You know, it's a bad sign when the preacher's running around trying to get back to his seat, still preparing for his sermon. I just had to get some pertinent information uh, to tell you. So anyway, uh, one of the things I want to do is first welcome you here um, if you are a visitor here, I know we have some visitors for different reasons. I know we have some people just visiting just to come say hello. Schoonovers are here. We're glad you guys have come. We're, I'm getting to know them really well. I'm working on their house. and uh, They're just wonderful, wonderful, patient people. <laughs> that uh, This has been a long road, but man, I'm, I'm glad they came today. They used to go to the spring. So anyway, uh, come and reconnect with them if you get a chance. Uh, so you may just be visiting with family or whatever and you live somewhere else. But you may be here because you're looking to, uh, you're looking for a church, you're looking for a community of believers, and let me tell you, you don't need to look any further than right here because um, there are some people here that are just, not some people, the people here <laughs> are just wonderful and loving and caring. Um, this is a very safe place if if you're like exploring faith in Christ and what that looks like, this is a great place to do that because, man, we just, we don't care what you've done, we don't care, care where you've been, you know, don't care where you are right now, but if you want to join up with us and, and get on this journey of just trying to, to, to decide and determine what, what this Jesus thing is all about, man, this is, this is the place for that. So we encourage you just to hang out, just keep watching and ask questions, and uh, man, we'd love to have you be a part of this church family, the thing I was trying to run down here um, right before I came up is we've got three. You know, our Belgian kids are going here in about two weeks to uh, to to on a mission trip to uh, help the Brazzles and uh, Shelly and I are, are going to be on that trip uh, and some other adults. Anyway. Um, Aaron and Ezra leave tomorrow. They're going to go two weeks early and are going to help and work with the Brazzles for two weeks until we all get there and then they're going to stay there another two weeks. We're going to all be there two weeks together um, and then all come home together, at least at the same time. So I want you guys to be praying for Aaron and Ezra as they leave tomorrow on their trip. Just uh, uh, pray for their safe trip, that they make it through all of the international traveling difficulties that exist and uh, pray that they can really um, be, as the Bible calls it, a fragrant aroma of Christ over there to the people in Belgium. So let's just pray real quick for them. And, uh, and one other person to pray for is Logan Henley. He left, was it yesterday? Where are the Henleys? Friday. He left Friday to Swati, Swatati. what is the place? Swazi... Swahizi? Yeah. Swaziland. Swatini. Swazini. Swa- <laughs> zucchini. It's Zucchini is where he went. Swatini. Swatini. And he's going to be there for how long? A little over two weeks. Okay, so man, our kids, uh, man, they're awesome for me uh, being willing to to go and, and work in the name of Christ And uh, that's another great thing about this church Our youth group Man they're awesome I've been with these kids that are going to be going to Belgium We've been training and being together And let me tell you There's uh, there's no better group that I would want to go over there with Than these kids Because it's going to be fun These guys are serious about doing the work of the Lord And uh, it's just going to be a blast So let's just pray real quick And then we'll we'll get into our message Heavenly Father thank you for Uh, What we saw today, uh, new birth, new life in Christ, and Father, for um, the new life that uh, we can show this world, that Father, we can take into this world and invite people uh, into a relationship with you. Uh, Father, be with Aaron and Ezra and Logan as they are gonna be traveling and as they're gone. Father, just keep them safe uh, Father, give them just a wonderful time And Father, may, um, may you show through um, their lives And Father, show them um, what uh, you have to offer Father, uh, being a follower of you is not always easy But Father, it's, it's the best way Father, it's the only way And uh, Father, thank you for blessing these kids as they go uh, Father, watch over them Uh, Father, be with us today as we talk about faithfulness, and may we understand what it is, and Father, may we um, be open to your Spirit uh, working in our lives and and bringing about this fruit inside of us. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, I've got to go on full speed because we are going to be short of time. So. You guys know that we're in the series called The Spirit-Powered Life, and we're looking at uh, the fruit of the Spirit. You guys know by now, do y'all know the fruit of the Spirit? If I ask you to like to tell me the nine fruit of the Spirit, could you do it? Nine of them. Let's do it together. Ready? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. All right. You guys did great. Y'all weren't even looking at your phones? Or any of that. There's a song? I didn't even know that. There's a song. Okay. So, uh, I feel a little bit out of place today because, you know, we've had all these guest speakers come and I had Brett send me this and I was just kind of looking it over, and the more I looked it over the more I thought, Well what am I doing up here? Because uh there's been some very esteemed, respectable people. <laughs> That uh, have spoken to us, Jim Devorak kind of got us started off, he kind of introduced the whole thing Charles Ricks, uh, Jeff McMillan, uh, all on faculty at Oklahoma Christian, is that right? And uh, Tommy Woodard, you know him, the sk- half of the skit guys, I mean they go all over the world, you know Just proclaiming Jesus through, through humor um, uh, Let's see, Ben Rise, I think he's with Abilene Christian, is that right? R- uh, Rees? Reese, sorry. And, uh, and then we had the esteemed Michael Hannigan, uh, the es- respected and esteemed Michael Hannigan, get up here and talk to us, and um, talked about kindness. And then, of course, last week, right before me, they brought in the president of Oklahoma Christian University. <laughs> and then you get Jed Clampett right here. So) And some of you know what I'm talking about, uh, fundraiser for Belgium. I'll just leave that where it is. But anyway, uh, yes, but there's hope because I'm excited about this. Next week, uh, Kelly Osborne, our executive minister, guess what? She's going to come and bring the message to us. And I'm I'm fired up for that. I love this church. I love that our women get to exercise and use their God-given talents and gifts of Leadership and teaching and preaching and all of that um, Man, it's been awesome And uh, so anyway, gonna guys, you guys are going to get to experience that next week And then one of our missionaries, Don Rorcasie Is going to be kind of tying this thing up in two weeks uh, And talking about self-control So I've been given the responsibility of talking about faithfulness this morning So what I want to do is When we talk about the word, we're talking about self something or someone that is full of faith. And so we're gonna talk about faithfulness. Let's spend just a little bit of time kind of making sure we're all on the same uh, playing field here in, re- in regard to um, faith and what it is and what it does and why, most importantly, why is this a fruit of the Spirit? Why is this, the Holy Spirit of God involved in helping produce faithfulness in our lives as followers of Jesus, okay? So that's what we're gonna try to do this morning. I asked for control of the clicker today because I'm that kind of person. And so hopefully we'll, uh, I didn't get to practice very much. So if we're just gonna talk basic for a little while, we're gonna go to Hebrews 11 chapter one and talk about just what faith is because this may be the most critical thing uh, when we're talking about faith is, is what exactly is Faith, okay, because it, most of my Christian life, I, I had it clouded a little bit as to, as, uh, in regard to what faith really is, okay? So we just let Scripture tell us what faith is. The Bible says faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see, okay? So two words I want you to, uh, to hold on to as we go through this entire talk this morning. I want you to think about confidence, and I want you to think about assurance, okay? Because confidence it says, faith is confidence in what we hope for. Now, if you were to find hope, I would say hope is I would call it joyful expectation, something that you look forward to, something you put your hope in. Um, this says faith is confident confidence in what you have set your expectations for, your joyful expectations, whatever those are, you can be confident in that. Now, I don't know what you're confident about as far as your joyful expectations of what's to come, what's in the future, but as believers, I would think it would be something like maybe the resurrection would be something that we can, you know, have uh, joyful expectations about that when this life is over, we're gonna have a new life, a new body, okay? I would hope that we would really joyfully expect that I would hopefully we would joyfully expect to see Jesus coming in the clouds I hope that that's something you're excited about and have a joyful expectation for is for the Lord to come back and take us home I have joyful expectations about uh, being around the throne of God you ever think about that that's, that's going to be where we're going to be one day being around the throne of God what, what's that going to be like I have joyful expectations for that. I have joyful expectations about uh, maybe being reunited with people that have already gone on before me in this, this journey in life, people that I miss, uh, people that have gone. And, man, that's a joyful expectation I have of being reunited with them and seeing them again. So this says that all those things that are kind of way out there in the future that you're joyful about and that you have these expectations for, this says, you know what? Faith is you can be confident in that, that you can be sure that God's coming, that the resurrection is real, that you're going to see God and be with God forever. This says that's what faith is. So we can have confidence in what we hope for, and then it says we can have assurance about what we do, we do not see. So we're going we're gonna to flesh that one out just a little bit later. But here's what I want to do, and I know we're short of time, but I've got to do this because this is going to help, hopefully, help us understand what... Um, What faith really is You guys know what a trust fall is? Most of us, okay You might have gone through one Like at a corporate retreat Or some kind of workplace training You know, to where uh, you build camaraderie You build trust and and faith Between uh, co-workers or team members I want to do one of those real quick for you this morning Okay Because it's I need you to see something So that you get the full flavor Of what trust really is Okay uh, so I need, I need five volunteers. I need four catchers, and I need one faller. And I, I've already kind of hopefully picked the one faller. faller. <laughs> uh, where's Eli? Okay, you're my faller, so come on up. Okay, he volunteered to do this. Now, I need four catchers. It doesn't matter, man, woman, it doesn't matter, but I need you to be able to catch this guy right here, okay, from up on this table. So, 4 okay, one, two, come on up. Let's say two girls and two guys, how about that? Two, we need another guy, okay, come on up. One more guy. Now make sure you can catch, okay, Joel, you gonna come up? Okay, so y'all need to stand down here. All right, Eli, This is, we're gonna get in place first and then I'm gonna put you in place. So you guys are gonna stand here, okay? You're gonna stand here, we gotta do this quick. Okay, Joel, you're gonna stand over here. You're gonna stand here. Okay, we had three guys and a girl, that's okay. Nope, you're gonna stand here. You're going to stand there, you're going to stand there, you're going to stand there. No, back, 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 back. Okay, now, you're going to stand on that table. Okay, hop up there. Okay, now wait, wait. Okay, now you guys, I want you all to lock arms together. I want you to hold each other's like wrists. Okay, now here's what you got to do. This is, the, this, is what, this is the requirement. You going to be able to do this? Okay. You're going to turn, no, turn around, face that wall You're going to close your eyes You're going to close your eyes Here, I'll hold on to you And then on the count of three We're all going to count And you're, gonna fall. you're not going to bend You're not going to put your rear in first You're going to stay stiff as a board And you're going to fall flat back And they're going to catch you, okay You guys going yeah. yeah. to catch him? You promised to catch him. Okay, alright, you ready? Start praying right now Okay, so I got the table. I got the table. Okay, eyes closed, hands folded. I got you. I got you. Okay, ready? Everybody, count. One, two, three. All right. Awesome. All right. Good. Good job. Whoo! That uh, that went all right. Okay, okay, so here, here's what I want you to get from that. Two things about faith that, that that illustrated right there, okay? Number one, faith happens, now remember what faith is? It's conviction or being confident and being sure or having assurance, okay? So faith happens before you ever do anything. Now, when did faith happen in this little example that we had here? So he's up there, and he closes his eyes, and he folds his arm, and he fell. When did faith happen? He volunteered, exactly. Here's what I, here's what I always thought. Because I, in my tribe, in my upbringing, okay, the, the people I kind of hung out with in church... Faith was always equated with doing, with work. Because James 1 was one of our favorite texts. And it was always, faith without works is what? Dead. So faith without works is dead. So you've got to have both. So it was this kind of melded together thing of faith and obedience. And, and that's kind of all the same thing. So when I used to look at this, and I've seen this a bunch of times in my life, I thought, well, faith is when he fell. Well, that's not true. You know what, when faith happened? Faith happened when he was standing there and he thought in his mind and felt in his heart that you know what, if I do this, they're gonna catch me. I'm confident, I'm sure that if I go back that those guys are gonna have me and they're gonna catch me. That was the faith before he ever went, okay? That's the point that he was sure and confident that he was going to get caught and not fall on the floor, okay? So when you're talking about faith, you're not talking about the doing. You're not talking about obedience. You're not talking about doing anything. You're talking about inside of you when you're confident and sure of whatever it is you're supposed to be confident and sure about, okay? So that's the first thing. Faith happens before you do anything. Now, here's the other thing. Faith affects what you do. And so when he was totally sure that he was going to get caught, he what? He, gave, he surrendered. He leaned back, and he fell safely into the arms of his friends. And that's what faith does. It's faith that affects what you do. It, the, the faith isn't the doing. Faith affects what you do and a life of faith in Jesus Christ where you have full assurance and confidence in God, and all the things we're gonna look at here in just a second, when you're at that point, your life will be different. Your life will change. You'll start doing things that you didn't do before, and it's all because of who and what you put your trust in, okay? So I want you to hold on to that as we talk about some of these things, that faith is not the doing Faith is the trusting. Okay, so, we talked about faith. One of the definitions of is, is being uh, assured of things that we cannot see. Now, if you're a follower of Christ, or if you're thinking about being a follower of Christ, you need to understand that Jesus has called us ca- kind of into a high calling. We've been talking about this in our Sunday morning class, that it's, it's, it's just not all roses and candy and and you know, just having a good time following Jesus, it's a high calling to follow Jesus Christ. And so one of the reasons why it's, it's a high calling is that we've got to believe some things that we can't see. We've got to be sure of some things that we haven't been able to put our eyes on, okay? So there are some unseen, unseen things that we need to be sure of. Number one is we need to be sure of the existence of God. Seems kind of basic, doesn't it? But you know, in the very passage that we looked at, Hebrews 11, 1, where it defined faith, a few verses later it says, anyone who comes to him, God, must believe that he exists, and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. Has anybody ever seen God in here? Anybody seen God? No? You know what? We still believe in him. We believe he exists. We've never seen him, but you know what? I'm certain, I'm sure, that he's real. And you know how? Because of faith. So confidence in what we hope for and sure of things we do not see, we must believe that he exists. We've gotta be sure that he exists. That's, That's the assurance part. And then that he rewards those who earnestly seek him, there's the confidence in what you hope for. We hope. We have joyful expectation of being rewarded by God and we're confident in that. These things that are come down the line, I mean, there's, God. God's going to do some things for us here. But he's also laid some stuff out for us in the future that we can, just, we can be confident in, okay? So one of the things we need to be sure of, these unseen things, is that we need to be sure that God is real, especially in a world where it seems like I'm coming across more and more people that don't believe in God. They believe he's not real, that uh, he, we just kind of made him up. So anyway, that's one Number two, we need to be sure in our understanding that God claims us because of what's on the inside of us and not what's on the outside. Okay, now, Galatians 2, 8-9 says this, it's by grace you've been saved through faith, and this not from yourselves, it's the gift of God, not by works so that no one can boast. So, this salvation thing, this being claimed by God, this, this belonging to God. God says, I'm going to determine that based upon what I see inside of you. What I see inside your heart, what I see inside your head, the internal thing of faith, God says, that's what I'm gonna make my determination from, not on this outward stuff of whether you're a good person or not, or whether you obey enough, or how many good things that you do in your life, you know, weighed against the bad things that you do in your life. And if you have more good than bad, then yeah, I'll, I'll call you one of mine, but if you have more bad than good, you know, I don't think I'm gonna take you. God says, no, it, it's not about this external stuff that you do. It's not about this obedience. He goes, I'm gonna peer inside of you and I'm gonna see if this thing is there called faith, called trust, called assurance or confidence or whatever. He says, then if I see that, then you're for me. We're going to do some beautiful things together. So, so make sure that it seems more natural that the more good things we do, that that would convince God. But God says, no, it's not going to be all those things. I'm going to get to the source of all this stuff. That's where I'll make my determination. And he says that, that source is faith. Okay, so that's another thing we need to understand. Third, we need to be sure in knowing that there's an unseen battle going on for control of our lives. It's something we can't see, but this is something very real. Ephesians 6:12. Our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Let me ask you something this. Don't raise your hand. In this church service right now, has anybody had like, a bad thought, kind of sneak in? Have you ever, okay, can we all maybe like say, yeah, that happens a lot, that, you know, when we're trying to do good, we're trying to keep our mind focused and thinking what's good, that out of the blue, this thought comes in, you're like, where did that come from? That totally takes your mind and focus off of Christ. You know where that came from? This spiritual battle that's going on in these unseen realms. There, there is a fight for you going on right now that you can't see. But you can feel it. Can you feel it? Have you ever felt it? Do you feel it daily? I feel it daily. And so we need to know that that's going on. That there is about, there, there's somebody concerned about us like God is. Maybe not at the same level. But there's somebody that wants our soul as much as God does. And he's going to do everything that he can to get us to turn away. And so that's, we, we can't see it, but it's going on. And we need, to, we need to know that that's happening. So, sorry I'm going through these fast, but we're going to try to get through here in a decent amount of time. So, another thing we need to be sure about, unseen things, things that don't maybe uh, make a lot of sense. We need to be sure and hold on to the thing that God tells us that you're like, really, that doesn't quite make a lot of sense. Things like the greatest among you is gonna be your servant. You know, that doesn't make sense to a lot of people. Sometimes it doesn't make sense to us that at work, when we're a boss or whatever, we think that the best way, the most effective way to lead people is to you know, be domineering and exert your, you know, flex your muscles a little bit and be powerful over them. And Jesus says, That's not my way. I know that may seem right to exert power over people to get them to fall in line, but Jesus says, No. You want to be a great leader? What? You have to be a servant. You're going to have to go down instead of up. It's more blessed to give than to receive. Really? You ever experienced that frustration at Christmas? <laughs> I'd rather, I'd rather receive, thanks. <laughs> I like getting stuff. And Jesus says, no, no, this, the, the way of Christ is different. Okay? It's more blessed to give than to receive. What? Blessed are the merciful. Ah, that's just a bunch of weak people. Come on. Being merciful, showing compassion to folks? No, that ain't right. Rejoice when you face persecution. We threw that around in class this morning a little bit. Rejoice? Who likes to sit in a hospital bed when you've just been told that you have cancer? Who's going to rejoice in that? That doesn't make sense. Well, in God's kingdom, it does. And it can. And we need to make make sure we hold on to stuff like that. Love your enemies. Pray for those who persecute you. I <clears throat> you ever prayed... That any of your enemies might be like taken out. (laughs) Now, maybe not permanently, just a good ACL injury or, you know, just enough to get their attention. That's the kind of prayers I've had about church people, even. But this says, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. And I'm thinking the praying he's talking about is not God, get them. But maybe help them You know soften their heart Things like that Things that really don't make a lot of sense To a lot of us but to Jesus they do And then finally don't store it for yourself Treasures on earth That's a tough one too What? I'm not supposed to save I'm not supposed to you know, build wealth Well uh, that wealth uh, Comes with a lot of baggage And uh, So anyway We need to make sure that we can hold on to the things of God that don't make a lot of sense, okay? Uh, And then, finally, we need to be sure we understand, now get this, we need to be sure we understand God's delivery system for all he has in store for us and our abiding in and thriving in his kingdom is based on faith. This whole thing that we signed up for in following Jesus, Paul's gonna tell us, that it's all about faith. It's all contingent on faith. And here's how he says it. I'm not ashamed of the gospel. It is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes, first to the Jew, then to the Gentile. For in the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed, a righteousness that is by faith from first to last. Just as it is written, the righteous will live by faith. What does he elevate here in the life of those who would follow God? Faith. He says this righteousness from God, this life that you're to be living, he says it's all about faith from beginning to end, from first to last, from start to finish, it's about faith. And so God being able to bless you, God being able to work in you and through you, our abiding in and thriving in his kingdom, is gonna be contingent upon faith that's in your heart, okay? So, now here's, here's the cool thing about God. So he gives us all of these things, these difficult deals, and we talked about this this morning as well. So he, he sets this standard for us, but, he's, but he also kinda helps us with what it is that he requires of us, okay? And that's what this fruit of the Spirit is about. That's why the Holy Spirit working in your life can help produce the things that God wants you to have. You get that? You see how God's involved in that? Okay? Now, how does that work? It's just not for everybody. Okay? And if you read through Galatians 5, you'll have uh, read some of these words like, you need to uh, walk in the Spirit or be led by the Spirit. Well, there's some language here that I really like because I used to, I used to do this. Uh, Shelley and I used to do this when uh, we first got married. By the way, today is our 35th wedding anniversary. And my wife is sicker than a dog today. So would you just look into the camera and wave and tell her you love her or just say happy anniversary or whatever. Maybe that'll make her feel better because she feels terrible today. So anyway, I'm all right, I'm good. So, but anyway, what I'm saying was, back when we got married, we, and I know you're not supposed to do this in the Church of Christ, but we used to go dancing. We used to go to uh, honky-tonk, I don't know what you call it, the country, western thing, because we used to two-step. We loved to two-step. And my parents would take, we would go with my parents and go together, and that's what we would do. Uh, sometimes just go have fun. So when the Bible says, if, since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit, I think of two-stepping. Because if you've ever two-stepped, or really if you've ever, like, danced with a partner, you'll know that there's a leader and there's a follower, right? And, like, in two-stepping, you have like two connection points. You have their hand, and then you have them at the waist. Okay. So as the leader, I'm in control of where we're gonna go, so when we step, if I go this way, she's gonna go that way, you know why? Because we've got these two points, we've got these two connection points, so when she feels me kinda going this way, she's gonna go that way. When I wanna turn this way, because I've got a hold of her, she's gonna turn that way, and so wherever I wanna go, Wherever I want to do You know what she's doing? She's in step with me Because I'm connected to her So I think this I think of this And I think If we live by the spirit Let's keep in step with the spirit That says that you need to be Somehow connected to God Through his spirit And there's a really cool way That God did this God put his spirit Inside of you Hmm Interesting Not a connection point This is like full body meld, okay? This is this is God living inside of you through his spirit. And so when you feel, have you ever felt like a a prompting to do something good for someone? Or you you, you feel like, man, I should go do this, I should go visit this person, I should go take a meal, I should probably pull over my car and help this person change a flat tire. You know who I believe that is? That's the Holy Spirit that he's prompting you, that he's trying to show you which steps to take and here's your responsibility when you feel the move, when you feel the prompt, when you feel in the connection points that you are needing to, you're being led somewhere. Do you know what you have to do and what Shelley had to do every time that we went two-stepping? If I went this way, she had to go that way because if she just went off on her own and did her own thing, that wouldn't work very well. Okay, There would be chaos on the dance floor. And that never works. It makes a great YouTube video, but that's about it. So keeping in step with the Spirit is going to be the Holy Spirit saying, I want you to go this way. I want you to do this. I want you to go talk to that person. And you, if you're in step with the Spirit, where he leads, what? You're going to go. You're going to follow. Alright, so, anyway, I love, I love that language because that, that made a lot of sense to me. So, faithfulness then, what does it look like? And I just came up with some real quick things that I want you to, to be able to look into your own life and see um, this is what the Holy Spirit can do for me in my life, okay? What, what, what does faithfulness look like? Faithfulness is going to keep you believing what God says is true, and we live in an age now to where we are more connect, we're connected to more people than we ever have been in the history of the world. We can connect with people from the other side of the, of the earth. We can know what they're doing, what they're saying, what they believe in. And so we're being bombarded with now strange teachings and doctrines and beliefs. I'm like, y'all believe that? Are you kidding? And the, th- the problem is we start to believe a lot of that stuff. That's just absolutely not true. And so faithfulness, you being convinced and assured of what God says is true, it's gonna help you hold on to his will and his way. Okay? That's what faithfulness can do. That you're not gonna be swayed, as Ephesians talks about, by these these winds of doctrine and things that are gonna carry people left and right just because they don't know what to believe in. Faithfulness will cause you to hold on To what God says is true. Now, faithfulness also is going to bring you through your most sinful moments. Now, can we be honest here for just a second? Have you ever gone off the reservation a little bit (laughs) as a Christian? It could be big, it could be little, okay? It doesn't have to be, you know, oh, I let a curse word slip. Well, yeah, that's kind of going off. But how about, well, I went on a seven-day drinking binge, you know, and, it, and, it, and I struggle with this, and it took me over. You know what faithfulness will do? Faithfulness will bring you through those times. You know, we all have times where we, we fall, we stumble, we, we just feel like we can't, we can't do what's right. Faithfulness will bring you through um, those moments. I want to tell you about a friend real quick uh, and then we're going to close it down. Uh-oh, did I just do that? Okay. Um, back in Kansas, in a time when I was ministering, I met a girl named Erica. And the way this worked was we were always big Tulsa workshop people. Anybody go Tulsa workshop? Okay. I don't know if you guys remember this, time, this year, but one year one of the speakers was a girl who had come out of the adult entertainment business. She was a dancer, and she had come out of that, and now she started this kind of recovery program and and, and, uh, this ministry to where she would help girls get out of that business, okay? Kind of rescue them from that. And so, you know, this was just a very powerful and moving story that she had, and uh, so, you know, she just encourages us to, to really watch out for people like that and to help people like that. So we got home, we get home from Tulsa on a Sunday. Tuesday morning, I'm sitting in my office at work and a, and a knock comes to my office door and a girl comes in with her little boy, maybe two years old. And I'm like, you know, what's, what's going on? How can I help? And she goes, and she was just very, her face was down. She's like, man, my life is just miserable. And, uh, and I, want, I want to change my life. I'm like, well, okay. I said, man, I, I'm, I'm really glad you're here. What's, what's going on? What's happening? He, I go, well, like, where do, you, where do you work? She goes, well, I work at a bar. And I was like, really? You work at a bar? And she goes, yeah. And she goes, you know, my boyfriend, he sleeps around on me. He, uh, he has all these other girls he sleeps with. And sometimes even in my own house. And I mean she just this horrible picture of her life and I was like, So so what, what bar you work at? And she, and she was finally like, Well, it's kind of a bar. But she goes, I'm a I'm a dancer. And I'm like, Okay, God. <laughs> Two days before we were learning about this this girl that was helping those and now in my office is a girl who wants out of that. And I'm like, Okay, this is uh this is as real as a gets So I'm like, okay, here's what you need to do. You're, you're welcome here. I said, this is a, this is, that church was like this church. It's just accepting, loving, wonderful people. I said, you're gonna, you're gonna belong here. You're gonna be welcome here. Just hang out with us for a while, and we'll, we'll help you through this. And so she did. She started coming to church every time. She, when she came, I thought she wanted money, which 99% of the people that come, they want stuff. She didn't want anything. She just wanted help, you know, getting her life straight. So she starts coming, her life, she, she gets another job, she gets out of that. Well, she was pregnant when she came to me, okay? So, and it's kind of in the early stages, so uh, we go along, she's just doing great, she has the baby, in fact, Shelly and her were pretty much pregnant, Like they like tracked the same time. I think their, her daughter and, and Aaron were born maybe a week apart. Okay, so we kind of had a little extra bond with her because they kind of went through that together. So she has her baby, everything's going great, she's in our small group. So one day I get a call from her out of the blue and she was crying. I'm like, what's going on? She's like, I went back to work. I'm like, what do you mean? She goes, well, I started dancing again because really, I mean, that's the only place she could really make money enough to, to support her kids. And so she was crying she goes and I'm here right now and I want to I want to go home I want to get out of this can you come pick me up And I said sure <laughs> Okay don't raise your hand but have you ever been to a strip club <laughs> Okay I hadn't All right So she wants me to come pick her up at this place where she was working And you know what the very first thing was on my mind what do I wear And here's why, because in that time, you remember this time when these t-shirts all came out, you know, no fear, and these religious t-shirts were really big, and I had like two dozen of those, and I was like, man, if I go get her, you know, I'm not going to go in, but what if somebody sees me in the parking lot there? Do I not, you know, to wear a Christian t-shirt or to not wear a Christian t-shirt? That was my dilemma, I didn't know. And I remembered I had one that said, I don't know why I even had this, but it said, Uh, Jesus saves and then in the middle of that USA (laughs) I don't know (laughs) anyway so I thought I'll wear that one so that's how I determined that yeah I want them to know I'm a Christian that I'm not there for that you know but what if they think I'm there for that anyway so I put this t-shirt on and I go down there to get her and I'm waiting in the parking lot and she's not coming out and I'm like Come on, Erica, you can do it. And she doesn't. So I try to call her on her phone. She's not answering. And so my mind starts going crazy like, what's going on? So I made the bold decision to go in and get her. I've never been in one of those places. And praise the Lord, there was a lobby, a curtain. And I go in, I have my Jesus Saves t-shirt on, I go in the front door and they have this kind of big bouncer guy there at the front. And he looks at me like, what are you doing here? He knew. And I'm like, uh, I'm here to pick up Erica. And then she, I guess she was kind of waiting in the back, but she stuck her head out and realized it was me. And so I, she got all her stuff and You know, we went out to the car, and she was just she was just brokenhearted that that she had fallen back into that. But she she wanted out. She wanted she wanted to make things right again and to do right again. And I said, well, listen. I said one of the things that's going to keep you going back to that is all these clothes that you have. Now I don't know if you're aware of any of this, but you know they have special clothes for this, and she had a whole satchel full. Well, these clothes, said, I said, I'm not going to tell you, to, I'm not going to make you do anything. But as long as you have those, that's going to be a temptation for you to go back into that whenever you feel that pull again. And I said, if I were you, I said, I'm not going to make you do it, but I said, I get rid of those clothes. And she's like, oh, I don't want to do this, I don't want to do that. I said, it's up to you. But she, she did, she goes, I'm going to do it. I'm going to get rid of them. That night, we had a small group meeting at, at one of our at some people's house, not ours and so she came, we went and got her stuff she, we, she came to our small group meeting and as a small group we took all of her clothes for dancing and we threw them in the fireplace and burned them and we just had this great moment of like, you know, she had kind of like been set free right there and all of a sudden we started getting knocks on the door and we're like what's going on? They said, there's a huge fire coming out your chimney. <laughs> like flames and sparks shooting out of the chimney. And I'm like, I didn't know that stuff was made of like combustible material. But in her most sinful moment, in, in, her, in one of her toughest times of, of whether to do right or wrong, you know what brought her back? You know what caused her to pick up the phone and call me? Faithfulness. Faithfulness. It allowed her to not let go completely, to to hold on and to remain in this relationship with God. And that's what faithfulness can do with you during those dark times, during those sinful moments of your life. It can get you through them. It doesn't mean you're not gonna mess up, but you'll come through them and you'll still be holding on to God. Last one. We're done. I'm sorry. This has taken so long. Faithfulness is going to bring you through your toughest times and darkest days. Had any dark days lately? Y'all know a little bit about our dark days. You don't know everything, but you know some. And I can probably look out across here, and I know that some of you are going through dark days right now. You're going through the toughest times of your life right now. And there's a way to get through it. And it's faithfulness. It's the Holy Spirit fanning those flames inside of your heart that says, even though my life has totally gone off a cliff, I'm not letting go of God. God. Some of you are in those moments right now. And faithfulness will bring you through them. God will bring you through them. The Spirit will produce something in your heart that will keep you holding on. I encourage you with this, and then we're going to stand and see. I encourage you to fix your eyes, not on what's seen, but on what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. That's the business God is in. He's not in the seen. He's not in the temporary. God is in the business of the unseen and the eternal. That's what's real. So I encourage you to open up your heart to the working of the Holy Spirit and let Him do these kind of things for you. Because it'll get you through some pretty rough and tough times in your life. Let's stand together and sing.